Freedom isn't free. We've sure heard enough that of that lately, haven't we? Well, today I want to close out, or at least pause, the podcast that I've been doing, Widow to Wives. You know, I had a great husband and a great marriage 40 years before he decided to beat me to heaven. And now I'm learning to live the life of a widow, and um, I have a lot of time to think, a lot of time to ponder, to look back and to really analyze what could have been better, what was awesome, and to share with you both the things that could have been better and the things that were awesome. So hopefully these podcasts have been a blessing to you, and today I want to sum things up with a couple reminders. First of all, our husbands are, contrary to popular belief, not like our girlfriends. They're not really, they can be our best friend as years go on, but they're not like our girlfriends that just want to hear every single little tiny brainstorm that comes our way. Um, Remember, when men hear something from us, most of the time that triggers the provide and protect in them. I may just want to complain. I may just want to say, this has been the hardest day I've ever had. The kids have done this. This has happened to me. Um, someone mistreated me. Whatever it is, your husband wants to fix it. He puts on his dragon-killing clothes and picks up his sword and says, yes, I'm going to be the one to save the day. <clears throat> really, all you wanted to do was be heard. So I think I said it in one of the other podcasts, but I'm saying it again now. If you want to be heard, find a girlfriend you can trust and be heard. And then if you have something to discuss with your husband that is of a serious nature, make an appointment. Let him empty his mind of the great giant thoughts he's thinking, like how to pay the mortgage, how to put braces on the kid's teeth, how to get the car fixed, how to protect my family in this wicked and unraveling society. Those are the things he's thinking. And we need to let him think them and get through them and make an appointment so that we can say, hey, this is something that's come up in our family and I need your input. Or this is something I'm dealing with and I need to know what you think about it. But don't just hit him with it when he walks through the door, ladies, I promise you. You're not going to have the reception that you want. Once it dawned on me, That men were different than women, which I think I told you was quite the revelation. (laughs) That was four years into my marriage before I realized he didn't think like I think. (laughs) But once that happened, 
I began to watch a little bit more closely my dear man when he would come home from work and analyze his mood uh, before I would do much more than welcome him, hug him, and put his dinner on the table. Uh, there were times he'd come through the door and I could tell he'd had a great day, everything was fine. And uh, I could talk to him over dinner and share some things with him without it upsetting him. But there were other days when I knew all he needed was a good meal and some quiet and maybe a romp with the kids. So these things you learn over time. And I think a big part of it, here's, 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 here it is. I think a big part of it is that we have to get past our own selfishness. By nature, I think we humans really are a selfish breed. You know, when you look at the animals, the cats, the dogs, our loving pets, they aren't selfish. They do anything for us. I think we need to do anything for each other. And a big part of that is putting our own selfishness away, or at least recognizing it, and asking God to help us and and help us to be more giving. I heard a thing the other day, and I don't know how much this applies to what I really want to get across today, but I thought it was really good. <clears throat> this person was talking about how at one of the Dutch brothers' coffee shop, uh, they came through to get coffee, and the lady said, the car in front of you paid your way, paid, your, paid for your coffee. And I said, wow, okay, well, I'm going to pay for the coffee behind me. And the barista through the window kind of leans over and tells the person, this started at 7 o'clock this morning, and it has continued this entire day. Everybody that goes through and has had their coffee paid by somebody else pays for the one behind them. What an awesome thing to have happen. And I think that is just the call of this time in which we find ourselves. Let's be kind. Let's be giving and kind to each other and to others, but especially those of our own household. So, yeah, there are times when you're going to get irritated with your husband, um, and maybe rightly so. But here's a little marriage hack for you. When you feel you're most frustrated and your back is against the wall, as they say, and you're wondering if you're going to come out swinging or crying. Instead, stop, count to ten, or at least take a few deep breaths and think, what could I do to make his life better today? I don't really want to. I really would like to just give him the silent treatment because of this, that, and the other thing. But no, instead... What could I do to make his life better? I remember one time, Stephen and I had had some kind of a fuss. <clears throat> and I practiced this. I thought, okay, what could I do to make his life better? So I got out the ironing board and I actually ironed his handkerchiefs. He was a handkerchief guy. I always thought it was disgusting, but nevertheless, that's how he was raised. And he liked handkerchiefs. So... I usually just took them out of the dryer and folded them up and stuffed them back in the drawer. But today, I took out about oh, seven or eight of these handkerchiefs and carefully ironed them 
and ironed them up all folded and nice and placed them back in the drawer. I didn't say anything to him about it. But over the following weeks, he would come out and just be admiring his handkerchief as he stuck it in his pocket and look at it. And then he'd look at me and he'd look back at the handkerchief and kind of smile. I never told him I ironed them all, but he knew something wonderful had happened. <laughs> yeah. Another time I ironed all of his golf shirts, which was pretty funny because they really didn't need ironing. But was, You just think of something, you know? Just come up with something. Is there a particular food he likes? Uh, does he like ice cubes in his water? But you don't happen to have any, so you just give him water. Get the ice cubes. Make the ice cubes ahead of time for him. Uh, whatever you can think of to make life better for the people that you live with is going to make life better for you. It's like paying it forward. And when I give, I lose some of my selfishness. When I give, I make the world a better place. And when I give in my family, I make my family and my home a better place. So that's the one thing I wanted to say regarding the marriage hack. Another last minute thought, and I know I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. The woman sets the tone in the home. You are so powerful. You have no really idea how powerful you are. You, you don't. If I didn't like what was going on in my home, if there were a bunch of people over, I could empty that house in 30 seconds just by slamming a couple of cupboards and giving it a glare at somebody or whatever. Suddenly they'd say, hey, I think it's time to go. Um, my coat over here, I'll see you later. And out they'd go. I mean, I did it a few times. We have so much power, ladies. Let's wield that power with love. Let's wield that power with grace and mercy and kindness. You know, like Dr. Laura says, choose wisely and treat kindly. You have people in your home depending on you to set a tone, to set the mood, to lead your young ones to victory and success and to give your husband such a happy thought that he married you. Make him glad to come home every day to a smiling, happy, loving woman. That's really all he wants. Men are so simple. Good food, good affection, and a happy wife. <laughs> so let's be that happy wife today. Loving others will set us free. It sure will. We'll get rid of all that ego and things that mess us up. And it's a lot easier to do all these things with God. God bless you. And I share this with you. We're going to talk about kids next time. And we're going to do all this because it's important. <laughs>